Parents, I want to have a serious conversation with you, and I want you to consider by the time this video is done, first watch the whole thing to show it to your kids and watch it with them and ask them, what do you think about this content? Because if you don't, high likelihood, some of these things may be happening to them and they're uncomfortable talking to you about it. So as a father of four kids, I show clips like this and I talk to my kids about things like this because I'm a concerned parent and I think you are as well. So three stories I want to tell you about, and then we'll get into this whole concept of cyberbullying and what different aspects it looks like. When I watched the movie that I think every parent in the world needs to watch, it's called Disconnect. It's disturbing. Jason Bateman's in this movie. It's a story about a, a husband and wife busy. They're doing their thing and, you know, their son is in school. He really liked this girl. Two of the boys in school find out he really likes this girl. They end up creating a fake Facebook profile. It's a 10-year-old movie, so it's like Facebook back then. The Facebook profile they create with the girl they like, they steal the picture from her, put it on this account. They befriend everybody that he befriends. Then they text him, DM him on Facebook and they say, hey, please don't tell anybody between you and I. I really like you. I'm embarrassed don't tell anyone and they start he's like oh my god the girl I like is messaging me that's insane and they go back and forth and then eventually these two bullies say hey I really want to see you nude and I'll send you my picture if you send me yours these boys take a picture from whatever other girl online they send it to him he's like oh my god I just got her private you know picture that was sent to me let me send mine he sends his when he sends his Next day he goes to school. Guess what he realizes? Everyone's laughing at him, pointing fingers at him. Can you imagine how humiliating that is? This kid realizes these two bullies faked it. That girl never had any interest in him. They did that to mock him, troll him, almost destroy him. This kid goes home. It's the most disturbing scene of the movie. He goes home, goes to his room, turns on heavy metal music, decides to hang himself. Music is so loud, sister walks in, saves him, doesn't die turns into an escapade. The father's like, what happened? Trying to go after the other kid's father. And it's such a big feud. Must watch movie. Disturbing. But you have to know it because it's truth and it's happening. Why is it truth that this is happening? An 18-year-old boy committed suicide because a 17-year-old girlfriend was texting him saying, kill yourself, goes back in the car. She gets two and a half years, ends up only doing, I think, 11 months and 12 days. Then a story comes out last week from New Jersey where these boys took 30 pictures of girls and they created deep fakes of them in nudes, humiliation. By the way, as a person running an insurance company and a consulting from any company myself, I'm getting these stories now firsthand from parents that are completely disturbed saying, Pat, what the hell do I do? It's happening. The only reason these types of things are happening, it's because parents are uncomfortable talking about these types of issues because you're already so busy. But as a parent, I know this is important to you. We must do a better job talking about it. That's why I'm creating this video. And we're going to break this down on what different types of cyberbullying is going on today so we can make sure to the best of our abilities that our kids are protected. Okay, so if you get value out of this video, give it a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. By the way, while we took this break, I had to call my son because I want to share a story with you and a picture that I have on, my, on the cover of my iPad that I think will tell you a lot about our kids needing today's content. But I'll tell you that at the end, stick around. So let's get right into it. These are the different types of bullying, cyberbullying, there is today. Number one, exclusion. This is when somebody intentionally leaves someone else out of an online group or message threat. Believe it or not, kids, that bothers them, but it happens today. Number two, harassment occurs when cyberbully sends persistent and hurtful online messages to a victim. These messages can contain threats. Hence, this girl we're talking about, Michelle Carter, texting her boyfriend to commit suicide. That's insane. 
But guess what? The kid ended up killing himself at 18 years old, even though his girlfriend was only 17 years old. That's harassment. Cyberstalking. This is when a cyberbully monitors a victim's online presence closely. This bully can also make false accusations and threats against the victim and their loved ones. Additionally, cyberstalking can extend to the real world, becoming quite serious and dangerous for the victim and potentially their loved ones. Doxing. This is when a cyberbully maliciously shares personal data about an individual online that wouldn't normally be publicly known to harass or intimidate a victim. This could include personal information such as someone's home address, school, where they attend, social security, any of that stuff. This has happened to people I know regularly. This is tough. Next, frapping. This is when a cyberbully uses a victim's social media accounts to post inappropriate content with the victim's name attached to it. In this scenario, the victim is tied to online content that can damage their reputation. Trolling. This is when cyberbullies troll a victim by posting derogatory comments about them online in the hopes of hurting these individuals. Next, flaming. This is when a bully starts posting things or insults and profanity to a victim, hoping to get a reaction back from the individual they're offending. Next, denigration. This is when a cyberbully denigrates a victim by sending, posting, or publishing false information online about the individual. Denigration usually consists of cruel rumors and gossip about a victim. Next, impersonation. Cyberbully can impersonate a victim by posting comments on social media and chat rooms in the individual's name. Doing so can cause a victim to experience backlash from others based on the bully's online comments trickery. This is when a bully can befriend a victim to the point where the targeted individual feels comfortable sharing secrets and other sensitive information, including pictures. The bully then publicly releases the information the victim shares to humiliate, shame, or otherwise harm them. Next, fake profiles. Cyberbullies can set up fake online profiles on behalf of victims. They can use these profiles to publish false content, the victim's names without the victim's consent. And last but not least, this next one is about the movie I talked about, Disconnect, it's called Catfishing. It's when a cyberbully exploits a victim's emotion. A cyberbully attempting to catfish a victim creates a fake online identity and pretends to be someone else. The bully can then engage with a victim using this false identity and build an online romance. Over time, the victim may trust the online user and share sensitive information with the individual. Then the cyberbully can share this information to embarrass the victim and damage their reputation or expose them. So now, if you're watching this, you're like, no, no, didn't happen to me, didn't happen to me. Okay, some of these things, there's nothing you can do about it. When you start creating content, you get trolled. You can't help it. There's fake profiles. There's people that create fake profiles to get money out of uh, crypto. The other, uh, about uh, three years ago, a guy created a fake website of me doing Bitcoin calls and I called him and I acted like I'm interested and I recorded a whole thing and I put it online until eventually he had to cancel it. And I asked him, I said, so let me ask you a question. How much is Mr. Bed David involved in Bitcoin? Oh, I can't disclose my client's information, but very. How big is his portfolio position? And he's talking to me and he's asking for money from me, realizing he's full of shit. But these types of things happen. Some of the things as parents, all we can do is tell them, yeah, this could happen to you, but it's okay. Some of the things we have to tell them what not to fall for, that's a trap, that's a bigger trap. Some is unavoidable, some is avoidable that we need to have that conversation with our kids. So now, dangers of online bullying. Number one, online bullying can lead to emotional distress and mental health problems. Online bullying can damage relationships, it can lead to physical harm, and online bullying can damage a child's reputation, especially when they're younger. It's very, very important. They're trying to make friends, they kind of figure out their own identity. We gotta protect that as parents. So Gab, which is a phone company, identified five specific problems that contribute to online bullying, and here's what they said on their website. Problem number one is screen time. Excessive screen time can cause setbacks in children's 
mother's health and their social and emotional development. This can hinder their ability to engage in typical everyday activities that enable them to learn about the world and themselves. Problem number two, social media. Social media is the most common place where kids are exposed to mature content, bad language, extreme ideas, and damaging interactions. Kids can even fall for perpetrators, cyberbullies, and sex crimes. Problem number three, explicit content. I don't need to explain to you what that means. It's explicit content. Porn, pictures, all these other things. Number four, it's actual cyberbullying. One in three kids is a victim of cyberbullying. 50% of teens witness cyberbullying regularly. 50% of teens. Problem number five, sex crimes. Watch the statistics. One in five youth received a sexual solicitation online. One in five. 20%? That's not a small number, guys. That means if you have five kids, one of them got a message. That's a lot of kids getting messages, right? 82% of online sex crimes start with social media. 82%. Let me give you some more shocking stats about this online bullying that's taking place. So watch this. 95% of teens in the U.S. are online. 95% are online. Girls are more likely than boys to be both victims and perpetrators of cyberbullying. Listen to what it says. Victim, it's being done to you, and perpetrators doing it to somebody else. Girls more than boys statistics. 15% teen girls versus 6% Boys, it's important to talk to your girls about it because they do it more than boys do. Instagram is the number one platform where this takes place. And last but not least, you know what's the most disturbing stat here? Only one in 10 teen victims will inform a parent or trusted adult of their abuse. One in 10, not seven in 10, not five, not three. One, only 10% are willing to tell somebody about it, meaning they keep it to themselves. Let's continue. We got to take a little bit of a deeper dive with stats. Take a look at this annual number of incoming complaints about internet crimes on the internet have increased from 2000 to 22. Watch these numbers here. It's in the thousand. Look at 2000, not a lot. 2010 skyrockets. Then if you look at 2020, 2021, 2022, look how it skyrockets. Why? People have more time on their hands. And guess what happens? More opportunities to bully others. Look at the next one here. Percentage of internet users in selected countries who have experienced cyber crime in 2022. Number one is India, 69%, 68%. Look who number two is, US. Then Australia. The global average is 39. We're at 49. Then you got New Zealand, France, UK, Germany, Japan. This next one to me is the most interesting one. Share of children owning a smartphone in the US in 2015, 2019, and 2021 by age. If you look at the bottom, the blue is 2015, the black is 2019, and the gray is 2021. Look at the percentage. Eight years old. It's from 11%, 19% to today. It's 30%. 1%. We went from 11% in 2015 to 31% in 2021. I don't even know what the number is in 2023. What do you think it is? More than 31%. Let's go to 11 years old. In 2015, the average 11-year-old, maybe 30% of them had a phone. Then it went to 32% in 2019. Look at 2021. 53%. By the way, if some parents are like, well, what's wrong with them having a phone? It's not a phone. It's a smartphone that's the problem with internet. If you have a phone that you can just communicate with them and that's it. There's no social, there's no Instagram, there's nothing else. It's a different story. Continue. Let's go to 14 years old. It went from 59% to 81% to 91%. If you chose to watch this video with your kids or your teenagers, kids, teens, you're probably not going to like me right now because your mommy and daddy are making you watch this. I'm just telling you straight up right now. Here's an article from CNBC what it says. You're not going to like it, but brace for impact. Okay, 
Want to raise happy, successful kids? Wait as long as possible to give them a phone, says a Yale expert. Halting smartphone use for children and young people until they're in the eighth grade comes with benefits according to advocacy group. Wait until eight, including less risk of anxiety and depression, increased quantity and quality of sleep, more time for physical activity and outdoors. And by the way, you know what status says on the bottom? How many notifications teenagers get on their phones? 200 notifications a day. These are brains that are forming and trying to pay attention in school while their phones are going up, ding, ding, ding. So you can hate me all you want if you're watching this. If your mommy and daddy tell you you can't have a smartphone till eight years old, I fully support that message for you not to get that phone. You got plenty of other things to do and later on you can have a smartphone, do whatever you want to do when you're 18 years old or above. Maybe you get a phone that your parents can't get a hold of you, but not a smartphone. You'll thank your mom and dad later. It's the whole concept of hate me now, love me later. That's what ended up happening long term. But parents, this is deeply concerning. I got one more thought. I, I thought I was almost done with this. Parents, one more thing for you to be thinking about this. Kids are going to come home and they're going to say, but Johnny's got a cell phone, but Larry's parents bought him a cell phone. And Jackie said, how come your mommy and daddy make more money? Don't buy you a smartphone. Your parents are cheap. Who gives a shit? I don't care. You can call me whatever you want. You're not raising my kids. I'm raising my kids. And it's my job as a leader to raise my kids to give him an opportunity to be different than everyone else in the marketplace. Let everybody else do whatever they're doing. You don't. You lead your kids and be okay with that. I want to show you this next data. I don't know if it reveals anything, but just it's a data worth knowing about. U.S. states with the lowest rate of electronic bullying among students in the grades 9 through 12 as of 2019. Lowest is Georgia, then it's Florida, Nevada, Colorado, Texas, Rhode Island, Hawaii, New Mexico, Ohio, Arizona. One of the things we got to do as parents is to keep our kids busy. It's worth knowing about this. And the ones with the highest is New Hampshire, Alaska, Iowa, West Virginia, Michigan, Missouri, Kentucky, Maine, Montana, Arkansas. Our job, is to keep them as busy as possible. So a lot of stats there, but now you may be asking, Pat, what do I do about it? I'm a parent, I wanna make some progress. How do I know? Is there any signs? Yes, recognize the signs that your teen may be bullied. Not bullying, we'll do that in a minute as well, but that's being bullied. Number one, withdraw from family events and other social gatherings. They don't wanna have dinner, they're going to their room. Christmas, they don't wanna be around other people. They're constantly voting birthday parties. No, I'm good. That's a bad sign that maybe something's going on, you gotta to talk to them. Number two, sudden decline in performance at school. Number three, refusal to go to school or uneasiness about attending. Why not? What happened? Is there a reason? Reporting feeling ill to avoid going to school, and it's a constant repetitive behavior. New avoidance of going online. Now, signs your kid is bullying, not being bullied. Avoids conversation about their online activities or social media use. Has multiple social media accounts. Switches screens on their computer suddenly when a parent or teacher is nearby. Frequently uses their digital devices. Becomes overly upset or irritated if their digital device is unavailable. And last but not least, before I tell you the story with my son, specific tips for parents. Number one, delay giving them a smartphone as long as possible and be okay with, I'm not everybody. Yeah, I'll get you maybe a phone. You know, some of the brands are out there. You can Google it and find out. I'm not giving you a smartphone anytime soon. Two, set clear rules and expectations for your children's internet use. Three, use parental controls on your computer and internet router to block inappropriate websites and to monitor your children's online activity. Talk to your kids about the dangers of online bullying and what they should do if they're bullied. And last but not least, teach your children how to report cyberbullying. Hey, T, question for you. I'm doing a video. I'm about to shoot a video right now about uh, uh, cyberbullying and the stuff that happens in school. I wanted to share this picture and this story of what happened that day. Are you okay if I tell the story? Uh, yes, I'm okay. You're okay with that? Yeah. I'm okay with that. You know what? I'm, I'm going to talk about how I'm weird and how you and I have that in common, but we're both comfortable now with the fact that we're a little bit different than everybody else. 
I'm fine. Okay. All right. Thanks, buddy. All right. Okay. Bye. So final thoughts before we wrap up. Last week, I'm having a conversation with one of my sons. And I said, hey, so do you ever miss Texas? Because I was in Dallas. I was up, you know, in Texas. Yeah, I, I do miss Texas. I said, why? He says, because some of the most important things in my life happen in Texas. So such as what? He says, do you remember that one day when I had a hard time understanding why some kids say you're different, you're weird, you're this, you're that? I said, yeah, what about it? He says, remember when you asked mommy to bring me to the house for you and I have a conversation together? I said, yeah. By the way, till today, if you look at my iPad, that picture is on my iPad uh, as, you know, one of the main pictures here because this is he and I talking to each other. This is the day. And Jennifer took the picture. I didn't even know she took the picture until later on she showed it to me. Here's what I told him. I said, hey, just so you know, my entire life, people thought I was weird in school because I was a dreamer like you. I thought about what if one day we can do X, Y, Z? What if one day we can build this? What if one day we can go here? I said, we're wired the same exact way. I said, unfortunately, when you're a kid, if nobody has this conversation with you, you think it's a problem. It takes normally 30 years to realize it's a big power and gift that God's given you. And if somebody doesn't talk to you about it as a man, guess what? You're going to think you're weird and different, which is an actual gift. But you won't find that out until you're 20, 25, 30 years old. And we had this moment together. It's like, man, I never thought about it that way before. Uh, a few months ago, we're in Bermuda. I took one of my kids out because he was dealing with something else. And we sat out there and we had a great conversation together for 30 minutes. And we had a breakthrough. Here's a challenge. Sometimes some people don't have a father figure in their lives. Like, man, I don't even have somebody to talk to about this. Bring it up to a coach or somebody else, a man that you respect or a mom. Parents, your responsibility, our responsibility is to talk to them as much as possible about these issues because many times, just like you and I were afraid to talk to our parents about it, they are as well. We got to create a safe space that these types of conversations can be had with no judgment, with nothing else being there. We're having conversations. Can, do I have your permission to ask you this? The more we're able to use these few words and have these important conversations with them, will decrease the chances of somebody bullying them, and they'll be more aware when it's happening to them. And that's why I think everybody watching this, if you're still watching us at the end, make it a priority of yours to watch the movie Disconnect with your spouse. Then if you're comfortable, watch it with your kids. If you got value out of this video, give it a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. And if you've not seen the video I did on the loneliness epidemic, click here to watch the video. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye.